This is the IDP After Show. Hello and welcome to the first of what will be a weekly episode of the IDP After Show where we discuss weekly rankings with some incredible guests. Every week I'll touch on some of the key players in the rankings, breaking down some of the hottest matchups and giving a little insight into my thought process. I'm very pleased to be joined on the debut episode by a name everybody in the IDP community should be familiar with by now, Mr. Mace Rincey. Mace is the IDP content manager of Fantasy Six Pack, produces content for Five Yard College, and is Fantasy Pro's number 10 IDP ranker of 2022. Now, Mace produces his own rankings, and I think that gives us a great theme for this show as we sort of bounce off of each other, sharing and comparing how we feel about some of the best matchups mace um i'm buzzing to have you on how's it going dude great um i'm honored to be here honestly i've always wanted to be on something that was a idp show uh since i first started idp and then you know we kind of go back to when we were both at idp guys the whole jason mace thing it's kind of linked up there i started at five yard rush so i know what it's like to communicate with people on your side of the bond stuff man so respect to you and all the people over there that do what you do and honestly thank you for having me on your debut show it's pretty sick no, as I said, it's awesome to have you on. So, uh, look, you know, all the waiting, anticipating, it's it's almost over. How exciting is it to uh, to finally get to the point where we've got some meaning, some get meaningful game action this week? Yeah, for sure. It's always a like a real thing for me to wake up super super early. Obviously, probably because of my kids, but I'll go on there and try to look at the stats. I'll be looking at you know snap counts, all that stuff. Kind of one of my guilty pleasures. So, uh, definitely ready to do that Friday morning. Right, we got football tomorrow. Uh, so I'm, I'm ready to rock, ready to roll, ready to see how good my rankings or my projections were and how probably awesomely horrible they are. So just everything, uh, you, I'm, I'm buzzing about it. <laughs> you and me both, you and me both. So, I mean, before we get into discussing the players, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, our approach to these rankings. So I suspect we have a, a kind of fairly similar mindset where we consider, you know, things like, uh, the obvious ones, health and availability, uh, snap share, matchup, talent. I'm, I'm, keen, I'm keen to hear your thoughts on this. How much, how much emphasis do you place on some of those points? And did I miss any, did I miss anything there that you consider when you're thinking about doing your rankings? Yeah. Um, first off, you got to look at the availability of the player. I mean, injury history comes into play, but at the same time, you want to hinder a completely faded guy passes ADP because of things like that. So I, I like to look at schematics, uh, green dot. Does the safety have a green dot? Someone else. Um, draft capital. Is there a rookie that got drafted in the first or second round that maybe might be moving up and kind of wedging someone out of the picture? Um, is there a coach that came over that maybe runs more of a hybrid tweener opposed to a solid LB2? Um, just, just little kind of things like that that you try to pick up on, but it's more so just doing that, creating, a, I guess, kind of a blueprint for what you think the season's going to be. And then kind of reeling back, looking at the numbers and trying to understand what each coach is trying to do uh, while also looking at the matchup and what the schematics of the offense are, obviously, right? Um, yeah, it's super hard. It's, it's super intricate. And, you know, you try to do your best thing, but it's obviously impossible to, un, you know, turn over every single stone possible. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's so much, there's so much volatility, especially at some positions, right? Like defensive back. Um, uh, and week one is probably the hardest of all the weeks as well. Um, I mean, snap shares one of the 
the most useful um, factors that I consider when I'm looking at my rankings. And we've got we've got very little to work on, um, or very little meaningful data to work on, I guess. So um, you know, pressure rate, tackle efficiency, all of those are wonderful. But um, but unless a guy is on the field a lot uh, or every down or at least close to it, then um, yeah, it's, it's 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 hard to know where to go. But you know, we've we've kind of we glean enough information from the preseason or as much as we can do. We're carrying over from last year as well, so we feel we've got a fairly a fairly decent idea as to what we're going to see week one. But yeah, there's always surprises. Well, dude, you um, got what Nicholas Morrow being cut all of a sudden, like with the Eagles, and then all of a sudden Zach Cunningham is like the cure cut LB two there, I guess. Like, yeah, <laughs> who had that on their bingo card, right? So I That's mean, it. it's up to surprise, up to anything. You can do your research, you can do your homework, you can look at every single article or interview on demand, and you could wake up the next day and be like, wait. What? Well, hold on. What's going on? So, yeah, it's wild, man. Yeah, that Buffalo situation with the linebackers yeah. just today. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've got I've got Dodson everywhere. Thankfully, I kind of doubled up and went with Bernard as well. But we'll get into that. We'll get into yeah. that. So, uh, on that on that point, let's talk about linebackers first. Then, so um, yeah, we're going to kick off with the most sought after position, IDP, the one that everyone seems to care about more than any other. Um, so, I thought we would kick this off by looking at our top ten, uh, very briefly running through our top ten, and then having a look at where there's differences between yours and mine, and and, and picking out. Uh, which, which guys we uh, we think we're more interested in there. So um, my top 10, at one uh, from 1 to 10, I've got Aluakun, I've got Nick Bolton, Roquan Smith, Bobby Wagner, CJ Mosley, Zaire Franklin, Logan Wilson, Ernest Jones, Bobby Okariki, and Tremaine Edmonds. Um, how does that compare with what you've got for, uh, for week one? Well, we have different Chicago linebackers in our top 10, so probably uh-huh. flip-flop those guys. Um, let's see... I've got, do you want me to just read off mine or do you? Please, yeah. Okay, yeah, for sure. All right. So, um, yeah, number number one, uh, Foyer, Olukin, got in there, locked in, tackle champion, blah, 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 we know that. Um, yep. Roquan yep. Smith at two, Bolton at three, kind of flipped those guys. Um, I got CJ Mosley at four, Okariki at five, Wilson at six, Zaire Franklin at seven, Bobby Wagner at eight. So we kind of, you know, if I think four and eight on that. Uh, TJ Edwards at nine and Josie Jewell at 10. Yeah, that's that's a good list. A lot of similar names there. A couple of couple of differences. Josie Jewell, what yeah, I thought about him. Um, and yeah, that that Bears linebacker situation. It's hard to pick out who's going to be the top the top dog there. Um, I mean, we both we know they're both going to play a lot. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I respect that you're going with uh, with Edwards over uh, Edmonds. Um, I prefer Edwards as a player actually. Um, and it's, uh, it's I've got I've got the two really close in my rankings there. So um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see we've got a lot of differences there. So. Um, or a lot of similarities, sorry. So, um, so which guys do you uh, do you really like this week at linebacker uh, and why? And can be guys outside of your your top ten. Yeah, for sure. So obviously, I already talked about T.J. Edwards. Um, he's playing up against Green Bay, and two of their wide receivers just came up with hamstring injuries. Uh, Dubes and Watson. I'm not sure how serious it is, but uh, either way, it might just mean short yards passes. Uh, things yep. that are familiar for quarterback wide receiver. Um, since they don't have a lot of chemistry, obviously, with that entire offense. Also, the whole running back deal, they got the two-headed monster back there in uh, Dylan and Jones. So even though the Packers were trying to trade for JT, which is uh, it's another thing. Anyways, um, okay, moving on to my next guy. I actually just kind of talked about him. Zach Cunningham coming out of nowhere for free. Um, I wasn't even targeting him in best ball. I kind of feel dumb now for not doing it. But at the same time, like, who would have guessed it, right? Um but when he's in, he's, he's doing his thing. Uh, obviously, if you're IDP roster, he's next to none. Playing against New England, they do have a new offensive coordinator. 
But uh, Juju Smith-Schuster's maybe has a knee problem, not really sure. And aside from that, they got Zeke and Ramadi Stevenson. So I, I don't know. Um, coming through with Mac Jones, they might take a little bit of time and get some familiarity running the ball to create play action to get things going. So um, I feel like Cunningham for next to nothing. Um, also, a guy I'm looking at in, just inside my top 40, Christian Harris versus the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they have Perriman there. So I'm curious to see what Harris's role is going to be. Maybe he locks in, keys in on um, Lamar Jackson, gets some tackles there, short pass across the middle. I know Jay, Zay Jones, or Zay Jones, Zay Flowers is there now too. So I'm not sure if he's going to be streaking and trying to, you know, do the yak, like kind of in the Shanahan offense, um, things pop in there. So some dart throws that I also like. Jermaine Pratt, feel like he's kind of been underappreciated. Um, I know the Bengals do have a lot of DBs there, but uh, Cleveland, they, they're going to be heavily running the ball, I feel like, with Watson trying to get him into a flow. He only had a couple games last year, so they're really going to want him to get out to, a, I guess, a lukewarm solid start. So by feeding Chubb, I feel like they'll be able to do that. Um, and then my last one, and <laughs> your favorite player of all time, Kenneth Murray, man. He's next to nothing. I heard he's had a good camp. <laughs> Just kidding. No, that's all I got, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I respect uh, most of those. Uh, <laughs> the, the Kenneth Murray one, you know, is sort of, yeah, people, people know I'm not, I'm not his biggest fan. But yeah, Jermaine Pratt was a really good, a really good core. He's a guy that's, uh, you know, started playing a lot, a lot better last year, a lot better than I anticipated he could or would. Um, so yeah, and you know, uh, had a, had a pretty pretty decent snap share alongside Wilson as well. So yeah, I kind of like him, and I, I picked him up in quite a few places. Um, my guys that I really like this week at linebacker. Um, so I've gone with uh, a couple of obvious names um, here. So Bobby Wagner. Um, so yeah, I can't, you know, I, look, I liked him to have a, a top. Uh, top 10 top five uh year at the position anyway but with with brooks kind of returning from injury and possibly on a snap count i can kind of see wagner just having a, a big week against that sort of a pretty mediocre or lackluster rams uh, offense um so yeah wagner's a guy i really like walker quay walker as well um uh, not a dissimilar situation to Wagner um, in some ways. Uh, Devondre Campbell is running mate, not quite at 100%, um, and sort of nursing that ankle injury. So, yeah, Walker, obviously, we saw him with the green dot in preseason as well at times. So, yeah, it kind of feels like he's going to uh, burst out of the gate and have a, have a, have a pretty solid week against the Bears. Um, and, yeah, to mention you know, a guy I talked about uh, a little while back, um, but, yeah, Bernard um, winning that position alongside Milano kind of right right at the death. Um, it probably really hurt some some Tyrell Dodson owners. Uh, obviously, Sean McDermott coming out and telling, telling us that, uh, that Bernard's going to be playing alongside Milano uh, in week one as the starting, starting linebacker. Whether he keeps that in future weeks, don't know, but for this week, um, yeah. Um, if you've got if you've got Bernard then uh, in, and you're kind of struggling for for linebackers, then Bernard's a pretty good shout there. Um, so yeah, and they're my guys. Um, so uh, which guys are we looking at fading this week, and and why at the position? So linebackers we don't like in week one. Um, I'm gonna go ahead. I don't really know, man. I didn't really prepare for this part. Sorry, could you go first, and I can maybe pull. Some yeah, of course. I'll look at my, uh, my list real quick. Yeah, key to hear your thoughts on some of these as well. So the, the, okay. the guys I've gone with, uh, so I'm with Cole, Cole Holcomb. Um, so I, I kind of big on Holcomb uh, going to the Steelers and I was kind of surprised to see uh, this week him listed as, um, or the, the Steelers to list um, Cole Holcomb or Quan Alexander as the starting linebacker on their depth chart. I was quite surprised to see that. Um, 
I expect, you know, I kind of expect Holcomb to to lead Alexander in snap share and productivity over the course of the season by by some margin, uh, health permitting. But it's enough of a concern to see what I saw that it makes me drop Holcomb a little bit for week one until we kind of see how this plays out. So that's my first guy um, that I'm worried about in week one. And then uh, Shaquille Len- Leonard, obviously, uh, the injuries um, seem to be continuing, that concussion. I'd love to see him. Um, have a healthy year and kind of put together a season kind of like what we saw a couple of years back, right? That was amazing to watch. Um, but, you know, despite the kind of reports that he's kind of recovering from that concussion and should be ready to go for week one, it just leaves me with concerns that he might not see the kind of workload that he would do otherwise. Um, so they're the two that I'm a little worried about for week one. Um, yeah, they might go out there and, and put together a massive week, uh, both, uh, in which case I'd look really stupid. But yeah, they're the two I'm kind of slightly concerned with. So if I've got other guys around them in the rankings, um, then yeah, it might be yeah, just dropping those two guys by one or two spots. Um, so yeah, they're the two I'm concerned with. Do How do you feel about those two guys in their situations, Mace? Could you say it one more time? Sorry, I was trying to get my wrist with you. No, it's all good. Uh, so, yeah, how do you feel about Holcomb, Holcomb yeah. I like because I was looking, like you said, Quan Alexander. What? That's just another one of those guys that kind of slid in. My buddy was actually telling me that at a draft, and he was kind of buzzed up. And I was like, bro, I mean, I like Quan Alexander, and I want to find a locker room because, you know, he is one of those guys that will kind of help out the locker room and leave the younger guys. So for him to come and slide in to do a spot like that, like especially for a guy – I mean, they paid Holcomb for a couple of years, didn't they? So yeah, was, yeah, definitely, definitely surprising for me. And then who was the other guy? I'm sorry. Uh, so the guy was uh, Shaquille Leonard with the concussion coming off the concussion. I was just concerned that he might not see that really heavy workload that he'd be seeing if he if he was if he was fully healthy coming into week one. No, 100. And also, I saw EJ Speed was under concussion protocol as well. So it's kind of like what I don't know what's going on there. Um, Leonard, I really haven't been a fan of just because of everything that's been going on with him injury-wise. First, the cost of admission just really isn't all that great. And then uh, another guy you talked about was uh, Jordan Brooks. Um, I liked him as like a best ball, but at the same time, I'm not really sure what's going to go on with that defense. Uh, They brought in Jordan Love. They also have um, Jamal Adams maybe, I guess, probably next week or the week after at some point this season. It's just kind of a mess there, so not really down with that. Um, and, and really any Buffalo linebacker, I don't really want a part of it. They got Christian Kirksey, I think, as well, they signed, just to make it even more messier. So, I, yeah, just nothing I really want a part of. Really. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how whether or not that Bernard holds down that rat role for week uh, week two and beyond uh, with Kirksey, as, like you say, kind of waiting in the wings. Um, but yeah, because a, a few situations that I'm kind of keeping my eye on uh, in in week one, it's always the way. Uh, you know, Pete Werner versus Demario Davis. How's that going to play out in terms of the uh, you know who's going to be the top dog there? Uh, we're kind of we've been expecting Werner to kind of supplant D- Davis for what feels like a couple of years now, and it's, it's yet to happen. Um, Walker versus Campbell, touched on that a minute ago. Devin Lloyd versus Chad Moomer. Uh, and then you've got things like Kaiser White's snap share, um, uh, Isaiah Simmons, his utilization and snap share. A lot to watch in week one. It's going to be really interesting to see how it all plays out. Um, so let's let's talk about some defensive linemen here then. Um, so again, let's start with our, t- our top 10. So... From DL1 to DL10, I've gone with uh, Max Crosby, uh, Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, TJ Watt, Jalen Phillips, Hassan Reddick, Brian Burns, Aiden Hutchinson, and Joey Bosa. 
Um, what have you What have you got with your with your DLs this week, Mace? Yeah, so my number one, we're matching that. I got Max Crosby. Number two, Miles Garrett out of Cleveland. Number three, Micah Parsons. Number four, TJ Watt. Number five, Nick Bosa. Number six, Judon, uh, New England. Seven, Daniel Hunter. Eight, Zadarius Smith. Nine, Hassan Riddick. And ten, Aiden Hutchinson. Nice, nice. So again, a lot of similar names there, as you'd expect, um, with a couple of couple of differences. Um, and I should mention, you know, a special mention for for those in DT leagues. Um, my top ten there is Aaron Donald, Quinn and Williams, Jonathan Allen, Chris Jones, Dexter Lawrence, Jeffrey Simmons, Javon Hargrave, Christian Wilkins, DeForest Buckner, and Cameron Hayward. Um, so I guess we should really start with talking about some of these holdouts. Um, so great to see Nick Bosa sign his uh, his deal. Um, that today that happy. was a, a major concern, wasn't it? Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, for um, sure, but- man. I've been lying to you if I said I wasn't sweating bullets. I honestly thought he was going to be out. I was getting ready to start Farrell in a couple of leagues and see if maybe he could kind of catch some some heat. I'm not really sure what's going on with the other side of the line over there between him and Drake Jackson. I mean, now obviously they're going to rotate it out, so that's that's really good. Deal. Yeah, yeah. I've been telling everyone for weeks, no, don't worry about it. He's the, the best player on the defense. He's he's going to be ready to go week one. So I was getting a bit nervous that I might have, might have sunk a few people. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's great to see him sign. Um, and as Josh Raymer pointed out um, in, in our chat earlier today, you know, it's, it's probably going to have a domino effect on the rest of the guys. Wouldn't be surprised to see some of the others sign. Chris Jones, I'm worried with. Um, I've got these guys still in my rankings, but yeah, with an asterisk to say, look, be ready to pivot away from these guys. And a lot of these situations, except for maybe Brian Burns, we know we've known about this for for some time, so we've had chance to prepare, right, and pivot to another player that we've that we've either picked up off waivers or already got on our rosters. Yeah, for sure. So the Chiefs made a move. I think it was I don't know if it was a week ago, a little less than a week ago, where they actually traded for a Raiders defensive tackle whose name is escaping me. At that point, I'm like, okay, they're preparing for life after this guy. You look at their defensive line outside of George Carl office, it's kind of forgettable to say, you know, to be nice about it. So, I mean, I, I don't know, man. They're secondary outside. Like, they got McDuffie. They got Sneed. It's like they're okay on the outside, the slot side. But everything else aside from that, and Nick Bolton's kind of messy. So, not really sure what their plan is up front or anything. But at the same time, for the money that it would cost to, you know, resign a guy like Jones, what, what else could you do with your defense with that money? So I, I kind of understand where they're coming from, but I know at the same time, if you're in win now mode, then you probably want to sign that guy. Right. Also Burns, um, when the Niners were trading for Christian McCaffrey, I thought that we were trading for Burns honestly last year, because I mean, they're kind of resetting their franchise. It almost looks like, like they're going in a different direction. So for them now to not lock him up yet, maybe they were waiting on the Bosa deal and we see what happens. But it is unfortunate because I have pulled Burns out of my top 10 for defensive linemen. Yeah, yeah, understandable. Um, so in terms of the guys that on the defensive line that we really like this week, um, the first one I've gone with, uh, I've got him at number 10 in my DR rankings, which is slightly higher than I've got him in my season-long rankings, is Joey, Joey Bosa. Um, uh, he typically rushes from the left edge, meaning he'll see more of the Dolphins' right tackle, um, who I'm guessing she will be sort of Austin Jackson. And Jackson is a, a subpar sort of pass blocker at best, um, surrendering the sixth most pressures in his last season as a starter. Um, also, left tackle to Ron Armstead is uh, kind of dealing with a 
can't remember the nature of his injury, um, but he's not 100% either coming into the week. Um, a leg injury, ankle injury maybe. Um, so even when Bose is on the other side, I, I just like his matchup this week. Um, I feel like he is slightly underrated. Um, he's known, he's not quite on Nick Bose's level for me. And I say this as a Chargers fan, right? Um, you'll be pleased <laughs> to hear that as, as a Niners fan. Um, but yeah, I think this week he's got a really nice matchup. So Really kind of uh, interested to see, um, you know, whether he can deliver the goods. And then my other guy is Jalen Phillips. Um, so same game on the other team. Um, yeah, like Bosa, he kind of rushes from the left edge more often than not, meaning he'll go up against um, uh, Chargers right tackle, Trey Pipkins. Um, and he is, you know, Pipkins, one of the weak spots on that Chargers O-line, despite having a slightly better year in 2020. Uh, one um, than I sorry 2022 than I expected. So yeah, Phillips is is one of my favorite guys. Um, I've kind of talked about him a lot in the last couple of months. I think he can take that step forward in 2023, and I really like his matchup this week. Um, I think he can start off with uh, with a bang. So they're the kind of two guys that I'm kind of looking at at the edge position this week, whose matchups or situations I kind of like. If you got a few that you um, that you like, Mace? Yes, sir. So I'm going to go with Darius Smith for Cincinnati. The entire Browns defensive line on the outside, like good luck, which side are you really going to prepare for? I think they're going to try to prepare more for the Garrett side, I guess. Just going to leave it for Smith. Either way, though, if you go with one of those guys, I think you're going to be fine. Um, I got Josh Allen versus Indianapolis. Rookie quarterback situation. Josh Allen looking to get paid. I think he's in a contract here. Um, he's always been kind of a pressure guy. Never really put the lid on it. Hopefully some maturity on the other side's middle of that line will help him kind of bolster and become that superstar that I, at least I felt like he could always become. Um, I got Montez Sweat, uh, kind of same-ish situation. Not a rookie quarterback, but they're going up against the Arizona Cardinals, who I think are going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. Sweat's a really, really underrated pass rusher, and I think he's going to get to the quarterback at least once. You can pick him up pretty late in drafts or, you know, for next to nothing almost. Um, let's see, some dart throws. I don't know what's going on with Chandler Jones and the whole, like, Instagram yeah. tweeting thing. I, I don't know. Kind of weird. Um, he unfollowed people on his team, like Max Crosby, unfollowed the Raiders. And now it's just following and unfollowing. It's not that big of a deal. But it possibly could be. So um, I wasn't expecting to roll out Tyree Wilson this early because of his injury, but I guess he's good to go. Um, dude's like 6'6", freaking nature. He's got his arms straight out. He's ready to destroy some fools, man. So uh, if, if you're desperate, go ahead and roll him out and kind of just see what happens because he might get off this week, right? Um, one more guy, uh, Dietrich Wise. Up against the Eagles. I'm not really sure about the Eagles offensive line. I don't know if they're going to have the hangover from the Super Bowl. What's going to be going on with them? If Bill Belichick wants to stay in that game, he's got to make sure that defense is primo. They do have Jude on there. Um, some rotating guys. But Wise had uh, a good streak last year where he had a couple sacks in a couple games there. So maybe he kind of catches fire early and gets the heat on that offense. Yeah, likewise. Like you say, it kind of sneaks under the radar a bit. Kind of a sneak, sneaky, productive year last year. Submarine um, season. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, oh, another another you know, position that I like this this week, or like more than I normally would do, is the the Bills uh, edge rushers. Uh, obviously, they've rotated really heavily over the course of the last couple of years. Um, but that was under Frazier, um, and obviously he's he's not there. Von Miller uh, on the pup list. They traded. Boogie Basham away um, kind of makes me like 
the likes of Greg Rousseau um, this week a little a little more than I would do uh, ordinarily. Um, I like Rousseau as a player. I really like him actually, but I just I need to see him get a, 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 a bigger a bigger slice of the pie than we've seen him getting in in previous years. That's been his uh, his biggest drawback as a player, I guess, for fantasy and uh, maybe you know Epineza as well. Um, although I think I saw him on the injury report uh, going back a few days, so it's worth checking on his status before games kick off. Um, so yeah, any any defensive linemen you're you're fading this week? Would you like me to go first on this one? Um, I'll hit a couple here. Honestly, mm-hmm. there's a guy that I, okay, I don't want to fade. I kind of have him high ranked, but I also really don't know what to do with him. So if I have him rostered, I'm not going to start him. That's Zayvon Collins. And like I'm not even really trying to hate on him. I just have no idea what his role is. I don't know if he's going to be playing inside next to Kaiser White. I don't know if we're going to be putting him outside. He's still getting the kinks out. I didn't really get to watch him a lot in the preseason. So I just don't really know. So I'm going to just kind of wait instead of being disappointed because it might take him time to get used to this new role and he might be good at it, but who knows, right? Yeah. Um, let's see. Another guy, Chase Young, just been hurt too many times. I don't, I don't know. I don't not like him. Like his potential is there when he's on the field, but you have to be available to, you know, even get on the field and do anything. Um, let's see. And my last guy. I guess Chandler Jones, we just talked about him. I'm not really sure what's going on with him mentally or with the status of the team, so just avoid that whole situation. Yeah, yeah. So we've got uh, two of the... I got two of the guys you had, um, Dave and Collins, for all the same reasons. Everyone else seems to be a lot higher on him than I am. Uh, I am as an edge rusher this year. We, we, we Again, we've we, it's, it's a bit of an experiment. Um, we know he's going to get a pretty reasonable snap share of some sort, but at what position? Um, it looks like it's going to be predominantly on the edge, but yeah, to have him inside, I've seen him inside the top 20 on some rankings and that uh, for, for a position that's kind of deep, um, like like edge is compared to others, I feel like that's a, that's a bit optimistic. So yeah, not really that high on uh, Collins for week one. Um, but you know, like like always, trying to be open minded and, and, and see how things see how things roll. Uh, yeah, Chase Young, um, like, for the reasons you said, you know, still wasn't he wasn't clear for contact last I heard. Um, Hopefully he's ready to go for week one and put together that kind of season that um, we, we'd all hope to see. He is one of my sort of bounce back candidates for for the year. Um, but yeah, seeing him on that injury report is is slightly concerning. Um, and then I guess just the holdouts as we get nearer and nearer to um, week one. So yeah, I guess remaining got Chris Jones and you know Brian Burns um, is uh, is another one. Um, also, yeah, rookies, any rookies as well, not named uh, Will Anderson. Uh, you made a really good case there for, for Tyree Wilson in light of the situation with Chandler Jones, but uh, outside of uh, Will Anderson and, and maybe Tyree Wilson, I, there's there's no other edge 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 player uh, as a rookie that I'd want to start in week one. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm sat. Um, any key things you're looking for um, in week one that might affect your rankings going forward? Um, Mace? Yeah, I'm going to look at those teams that only have guys normally in the top 10 or 20. Maybe like the Tennessee Titans, see what's going on with their injury situation with their guys. Maybe I'm looking at a guy like Arden Key. Is he going to step up and be able to take a role? Look at some of these one-year players. Uh, try to make sense of the linebacker roles that are going on throughout the league, uh, seeing who's hopping and popping off practice squads. Just trying to keep up with the trends, honestly. I don't really sweat the small stuff too much until about week three, week four. That's when you can really kind of get a picture of really what's going on. You know, you get a quarter of the year, well, I guess ish, kind of now uh, down the train. So you can kind of surmise what's going on. So I really don't get too heated after week one, but it is a nice kind of telling tale. 
but at the same time, you got defenses going up against offenses that um, it's only one game plan, right? So you kind of want to get more game plans so you can solidify what their base formation is and kind of what the defense is going to roll with from week to week. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, it's 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 seeing some of these some of these new guys in action, some of the rookies. Uh, I doubt it's going to make a, a big difference in my rankings in week two, unless we see sort of see major surprises. But I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see Will Anderson. Um, it's not the easiest matchup, maybe with the Ravens, um, but yeah, can't wait to see him in action uh, and the development of those year two guys. So the agent Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, maybe, you know, even Trevon Walker, um, something I'm kind of looking forward to to following. And then, as we touched on a minute ago, Zayron Collins, what's his what's his snap share and alignment going to look like in week one? Um, how effective is he as an edge rusher? How impactful do we think he can be this year? So that, that's kind of some of the things I'm looking for there. Um, so, yeah, defensive backs then. Um, so my top 10 at defensive back um, is Derwin James at one. Kyle Hamilton at two, Buddha Baker three, uh, Jalen Petre, Jaquan Brisker, uh, Cameron Curl, Minka Fitzpatrick, Richie Grant, Kevin Bayard, and then at ten I've got uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. Um, although I'm thinking twice about that one uh, based on the injuries uh, uh, injury status today. So what have you got, Mace? Yeah, um, some familiar face, kind of saying there. Number one, Derwin James. Uh, number two, though, Cameron Curl. Kind of spicy on that one. Number three, Petrie. Uh, number four, Mika Fitzpatrick. Number five, Buda Baker. Number six, Jeremy Chin. Number seven, Harrison Smith. Number eight, Isaiah Simmons. <laughs> number nine, Kyle Duggar. And number 10, Kyle Hamilton. Nice, nice. So um, the DBs I like this week, uh, touching on some of the names in your list as well there, uh, Kyle Hamilton uh, and Marcus Williams. Um, you know, both, I think they're both facing a, a rookie QB. Um I expect uh, expect the opposite. Like the Texans, I think they're playing the Texans. Is that right? Um, kind of expect the Texans to be playing from behind. So yeah, I really like those two guys. I'm going to double, double check they are playing the Texans here because I'm going to look silly if they're not. Um, yeah, they are. So yeah, um, really like both of them. Um, kind of for different reasons. Expecting uh, Hamilton to be that box guy. So yeah. Um, really like those two this week. I mean, DB's hard, right? There's there's even more volatility here uh, at the position than there is any other. So um expecting to be quite wrong on some of these calls, but that's just the way things go. Um, Cam Curl, yeah, I, I really like Cam Curl um, season long and this week um, playing against the Cardinals, I believe. So, um, yeah, I, I really like the way that he could perform against a player like, you know, Clayton Tune. Um, we heard a bit about, but I think Dobbs is starting at QB um, based on what I saw yesterday. Correct me if you think I'm wrong, but um, yeah, I think Curl um, could could deliver a big week. We're hoping for some splash plays from the guys I've mentioned here, the Kyle Hamilton, the Marcus Williams, the Cam Curl, going back against these, these untested QBs. Um, yeah, that's where I sit with those guys. What have you got at uh, defensive back and why, Mason? Yeah, um, just want to give Kyle Hamilton a shout there. He's one of those guys you were talking about with the defensive lineman there at the end, second-year players you're looking for to kind of break out. Uh, they put Kyle Hamilton in a great position, put him pretty much everywhere in the defensive back area. So maybe that's kind of so he can, you know, push and pull players later, know what's going on, kind of be in the mix. Yeah. So um, for him to be in the box and, like I said, just be in the mix, that's that's a great call. Um, I got Cameron Curl versus Arizona just because the whole linebacker situation is pretty murky. They spent the first-round pick on Jamie Davis. I'm not really sure what kind of legal issues he has going on. So now Cody Barton has the green dot. Um, they have Derek Forrest over the top who can kind of bang in the box as well and kind of do both. 
along with a plethora of cornerbacks. Um, and they did just draft one as well. His name is escaping me, but um, I feel like he's, Cameron Curl is going to be called on to do a lot more tackling. And like you said, the splash plays. So uh, looking forward to that. Um, Isaiah Simmons versus Dallas. I really just want to see where he's going to be played. And if he is going to be played as a linebacker, then he's going to be killer for defense back, right? So just kind of, you know, stand out and see where he's going to go. He could also play um, box safety just as long as they don't put him at deep safety. But I know they have McKinney and he's um, he has the green dot, I believe. So he's going to be calling plays and maybe having that bird's eye view and just kind of, you know, playing puppet master there. Um, Harrison Smith versus Tampa Bay. That guy is just like slept on and forgotten for some reason. Like no one wants to take the easy points, but defensive backs, it doesn't get much easier than Harrison Smith from a year to year basis. If he is healthy uh, week one though, you, you got to go with him, man. So I uh, kind of thought Lewis Seen was going to kind of slide in there a year and a half ago. He had the injury and whatnot. And now he's kind of slotted to be the free safety. They got Cameron Bynum, I believe over the top. So uh, why not have Harrison Smith go out his last year or two with the Vikings kind of in a light and just push him through everything. Um, I also have, okay, so this is outside my top 40 guys. I got two guys here. Well, no, okay, this guy isn't outside my top 40. I don't know why I put him on here. But anyways, Jordan Fuller for the Rams. Um, I feel like he could get over 100 tackles if he stays healthy, man. They didn't really have anyone else there, right? They got Ernest Jones, um, Darnold, and then they drafted Young, the outside linebacker slash edge guy, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, they're going to bring Fuller in the box. And I feel like with you know, Rose Boom as their LB2, they're not going to be afraid to put a guy in there that's not afraid to bang, but can also has enough athleticism to stay with some of these athletic guys that go on the slot um, that go up against them, uh, especially in the division, right? Uh, last guy I will talk about is a, another, well, I guess he's former NFC West guy, uh, Jimmy Ward. He's going to be playing kind of that inside-the-box role, I feel like, for D'Amico Ryan's defense. Uh, he's a he's a leader in the locker room, and he knows that defense. He's very comfortable with it, so I feel like he'll be able to send him and use him in ways. Uh, he played a plethora of positions when he was over at the Niners. So if you got to throw a dart, I, I think you should throw it towards uh, Jimmy Ward. Nice, nice. I, it's always nice to hear Harrison Smith get a mention. I, I agree with you. He's uh, he's he's one of those underrated guys. I've got him as my DB DB sixteen uh, this week, and I, I like his matchup. Um, uh, you mentioned Chin earlier on. He's he's one of the guys just to just to move on to the guys we're kind of concerned about this week. So Chin's one of those guys for me. I'm kind of a bit concerned about his utilization in the in the preseason. We kind of saw him rotate in and out with the starters while Xavier Woods and, and Von Bell remained remained in. Um, it was a bit of a surprise, um, and you know he was kind of expected and still is expected by most to be a key part in that in that Panthers defense in 2023. I've still got him ranked as my DB22 this week but slightly concerned about how that situation plays out. I am, you know, there's every chance that he, he's going to be an every down guy or close to it once sort of meaningful games get underway as the the slot DB um but yeah, if you're spoiled for choice at safety or if you're in a shallow league that only starts sort of one or two guys at the position, it's I think it's advisable to consider what other options you have for week one. Um, so yeah, he's my he's my main area of concern at defensive back and also a point to watch um, coming into the week. So is there any guys that you don't like um, this week, Mace, at DB? Yeah, pretty much anyone in the Bengals secondary. I'm not really mm-hmm. sure what they're doing, how the rotation is going to be. Um, so I'm just going to kind of avoid. I like Daxton Hill, but I know he played more of, like he was more successful when he was at Michigan, I believe, in the slot corner role. So I'm not really sure if he's going to be pulling back and they're going to be switching, I believe, with Nick Scott, um, what's going on there. 
So don't really like him, at least for week one. I do like Brian Branch, but I would like to see his role in the defense. I know he's been kicking ASS, man, and taking names, and everyone loves him in the press and all this stuff, and that's great, but I really want to see what his role is. They did bring in um, Gardner Johnson as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm not really sure. Like, I mean, I'm in on him, but at the same time, I'm, I'm not really sure for this week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm same as you with Branch. I, I love him as a player. Um, really versatile, really heady guy. So it'd be interesting to see how that plays out. Like I heard that he was going to be probably occupying the slot role with Gardner Johnson moving to safety and then um, Tracy Walker losing out um, yeah. as a or not being a starter anymore. But that wasn't how I expected it to play out. So um, let's let's see how that unfolds. That's definitely a situation to watch this week. Other situations I'm kind of interested in seeing how they unfold. Yeah, that Panthers situation, like I mentioned earlier on, with Chin, Von Bell, Xavier Woods, and the Bengals one, like you mentioned, uh, you know, Dax Hill, Nick Scott, uh, Jordan Battle. I'm expecting it to be Hill and Scott there, um, at least to start. But yeah, you know, Battle's a guy they kind of invested a little bit of uh, draft capital in. So um, interested to see how that one unfolds as the season goes on. Um, so, yeah, any other situations you're interested in keeping an eye on at safety this week, Mace? Um, maybe not safety, but I want to look towards some of these more hybrid guys that will play more slot corner. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe a guy like Nate Hobbs who could play outside and still get tackles, see what consistency is going on, um, see what Sneed's role is going to be in the Chiefs' defense, and if he's going to be a liable option because regardless of what's going on between him and McDuffie, he's still getting drafted higher than McDuffie, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, McDuffie's in the role that Sneed previously had, so it could get messy there if you're taking either guy at you know cost of face value. Um, I'm really just looking for those guys that I guess like interdivision that are going to be targeted a lot. Like maybe all right, if you have a Sauce Gardner, you're looking for your your read. You know what I mean? A guy that's yep. going to plug more because you have another guy on the other side of the field. And actually, see if that is going to be tried and true, and who's going to be testing what players. Nice. I'm, I'm also looking forward to seeing, you know, which guys emerge from uh, from nowhere or seemingly nowhere. The, the sort of the Jason Pinnock at the Giants and Tony yeah. Adams at the, at the Jets. These guys are um, not being talked about very much at the moment, but I feel like they're going to become, um, you know, names that we all we all know about in the IDP circles um, by uh, by the end of the year or, or well before the end of the year. So yeah, that's some of the guys I'm I'm really keen on looking at. So yeah, that. That about does it, Mace. That brings us to the end. Um, you know, a huge thanks for for hanging out to talk uh, IDP with me today. Um, you were you were an awesome guest. Uh, bring a lot of knowledge um, to the table. Um, it's been a lot of fun having you uh, with your insight. Um, please remind our listeners where they can find your work this year. Yeah, you can see me on Twitter at CaliKing49er17. I rank on the Fantasy Pros ECR. My rankings can be found at Fantasy Six Pack, where I'm the IDP content manager. Um, I do a show for the sports affiliation every Thursday, Twitter Spaces, um, with Hall of Fame writer for the sports writing affiliation, um, Greg Kellogg. We have guests come on there every Thursday, talk to them, really audience ordinated. So I uh, come through, that's at 4 p.m. Pacific time. Sorry, dude, I do so much now. It's like hard to, it's hard to remember. Like it, it started as a hobby and now it's just everything. So um, I, all I got to say is, man, it's, it's been a real honor to be on the after show, to even be part of the IDP show. It's something that I listen to hopefully on the daily between you guys and Macri on what's going on. It's, it's my first listen every day. I appreciate all that you guys do and much love and respect to you, Jay. Seriously, thank you so much for inviting me on. 
Uh, it's been my pleasure. Um, thanks again for for coming on. Hope to uh, to hook up with you again before the season uh, season finishes. So, um, yeah, to our listeners, you know, look, thanks for tuning in. Um, if you have any questions, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jace Abbey. Um, don't forget, we also have the Start Sit thread on the site where Evan Ronda and Jake Colhagen will be answering questions live on the preview episode. Um, be sure to subscribe to the IDP show at uh, theidpshow.com to view the rankings I've talked about today and much, much more. Bye for now. This was the IDP After Show. <laughs>